You are listening to Billionaires in Boxes, the number one podcast publicist for businesses globally. Hello and welcome to this edition of Billionaires in Boxes with me, your host, Phil Palucha. I am joined today by Craig Dean, also known as Dino to most of us. Um, Dino is uh, an absolute godsend when it comes to getting LinkedIn right. And I'm sure many of you are already breathing a bit of a sigh of relief or indeed gritting your teeth going, oh, LinkedIn, I wish I was getting that right. Well, now's your chance. Dino, welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, Phil. Great to be here. No, really good to have you here, mate. And we're going to we're gonna dive into lots and lots of things. We, you and I were talking for a good sort of 15, 20 minutes off air, which always happens in that nice virtual <laughs> green room. But talking about the new features that are coming up on LinkedIn, the, 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 the stuff that people need to be doing with their profiles, sections that people aren't even using. So before we dive into that sort of head first, why don't you give our audience a bit of an overview of, of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so as, as you right, as already pointed out, my name is uh, Dino. That's what how most people refer to me anyway. Uh, but I basically help B two B business owners um, with gaining appointments and filling their diaries with with qualified um, sales appointments using the power of LinkedIn. Um, so you know, for anybody that's that struggles um, with generating sales appointments or doesn't particularly enjoy picking up the phone and making cold calls. Um, then I'm your man. I'm someone that can can absolutely help you do that. Well, nobody likes picking up the phone to do cold calls. <laughs> no, it, it, even even the most hardened salespeople struggle with their first sales call in the morning. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a ne- for some people it's a necessary evil, but hopefully we can show them that it's not even necessary anymore. That's um, I mean, look, that's that was the joy of LinkedIn, wasn't it? And I, and I can freely admit this myself. You know, there was a stage where LinkedIn was essentially a giant phone book for me and not really anything else. Um, it wasn't producing any leads. It certainly wasn't producing any appointments. I would call people off the back of connection requests and they would say things like, oh, I didn't even know you did that. I didn't realize you did that stuff. And it was like, well, my profile is clearly not doing the job it's supposed to. Then it's not It's not that shop window, is it? No, absolutely not. And I think I think a lot of people fall into that trap, don't they? They, they spend lots and lots of time sort of reaching out, sending connection requests, but then actually never then engage the, the their audience. They never engage with the, the people that they're connected with. And it's almost as if they're building some kind of a museum with lots and lots of connections on the shelf. But, mm. you know, there's, there's, there's no interaction there. So, you know, I've been guilty of that. Plenty of other people have been guilty of that. But the key, of course, with, with LinkedIn is that if you're going to do any sort of um, outreach at all um, or, or any kind of... Um, you know, sending direct messages to any anybody, um, it, you need to be offering huge value um, in everything that you're doing. Well, I was going to say because that's the opposite, isn't it? It's the people who are trying to engage with their audience, but they're the pitching, the connect and pitch kind of people who send you war and peace every time you've just opened a new connection request, and it's like, yeah. here's a list of stuff we do and links as to what you need to buy. This product is perfect for you, person I've never met before. This is it. And they've, they've taken no time to get to know their audience or get to understand what their pain points are before delivering that pitch. Um, mm. So so that's where they, they fundamentally fall, da- fall down and, and let themselves down and they end up churning leads and, and burning bridges, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's it, it's a shame that, that, that people still engage in that. The good news is, is that LinkedIn are clamping down on it. Um, mm. They are now... They are now um, quite sensitive to these long, pitchy style messages that are being sent. And so 
I know in some cases what they're actually doing is that they're they're actually um, blurring the message to indicate to the person that receives it that this could be a spammy uh, message. I was about and to say so, I, I actually got that the other day, so I, I not on one of mine, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody somebody sent me because I don't do that these days. My my attitude now is because obviously we have an abundance of podcasts, I typically send something to somebody and say, listen, I don't want to call pitch you because I hate it when people do that to me. Here's a link yeah. to an interview I did recently that I think you'll find interesting. If it resonates, let's hook up a call. And that that tends to work. <laughs> but I got, I got this message and it was really, really long. And it had like a yellow bar at the top and I'd never seen this before. It had yeah. like a yellow bar at the top of the message and it says, this message might be spam. And it was exactly. like... Exactly. Wow. They're, they're just they're just able now to obviously the AI um, they're able to identify um, the, the the messages that are likely to be spammy, and so they're able to deliver that kind of warning to you so that you can decide whether you're going to open it or not. Um, but of course, the, the the key to to doing anything on LinkedIn, in my opinion, is to to ensure that you get the foundations in place and get those yeah. correct before you. You know, before you start creating content or sending messages to anybody, you've got to make sure you've got your profile set up and, and, and properly optimized before you do anything else. Um, I think when you look at the amount of people that at the moment that are sending messages and are sending uh, or creating content, um, what they're failing to realize is that without a fully optimized profile, once again, they're letting themselves down because the moment somebody um, views that connection request or views that that content, it leads directly back to their profile. And when someone then checks it out, you know, I had somebody the other day that that reached out to me. Um, it was a pitchy style message. Um, I read the message. They were offering lead generation services, and I was like, "Have you read my profile? Do you know what I mean?" So I yeah. then looked. At, I then looked at their profile, and it wasn't optimized in any way, shape, or form. In fact, the banner was was the the default gray banner that LinkedIn provides you with. So I was like, well, how, how can you be selling um, lead generation services when you've not even got a fully optimized profile? It was, mm. I was just astounded. Well, it's like um, trying to trying to sell Twitter services when you're still that egg profile picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. No, exactly that. So oh, I'm very much with you there. And actually, that was a conversation that you and I had. I mean, one of the things that, I mean, we'll, we'll dive into profile optimization, but one of the things that was a real game changer for me, for even just from our earlier conversations, was there were sections of my profile that I wasn't using because I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that. Uh, and I was missing an opportunity there. But actually, I think one of the biggest ones, and, and I think a lot of the reason I'm bringing this one up is it was a real game changer for me. And and it, I don't know if I've ever told you actually how how helpful this was, this piece of information you gave me. But the more people's profiles I see, the more I see them making that mistake, which <laughs> yeah. is yeah, it's not it's not a resume, right? Nobody That's cares about it. the job you did 10 years ago. So having like yeah. a big long list of all the stuff that you did previously. It's not there for credibility. It's not there for what it, it's not a CV. If somebody wants to know that stuff, you can tell it them or send it to them, right? Yeah. It doesn't need to be on your LinkedIn profile. And this and this is what I say to everybody. I say, look, you know, when I'm going through their profile and doing sort of a, a you know, free profile review with somebody, I'll I'll just point out the fact that look, you've you've currently got a resume style profile. You know, what what is a resume for? And they'll answer it's to get a job. Okay. So I'll then say, okay, so what are you on LinkedIn for? And they're like, to get clients. Okay. Okay. So you've got the wrong tool for the wrong job. So when you, when you identify that and also identify that right in the top section of your profile, just underneath your headline, you've got a more, a button that says more. 
And if you click on if you click on that button, um, it will then open up and you'll see, see a, a drop down and it will just say build resume. So you've actually got a separate area altogether on your profile where you can build a resume or even upload a resume. So for that reason and that reason alone, you don't need to use the experience section you know, as a as a as a resume, you just don't need to do that. What what you should be using that 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 section for is for um, is to showcase. Yes, you can showcase your experience, but how about using it more as a landing page to showcase the services that you offer? So each experience section showcase a service or perhaps a sector that you that you specialize in. Well, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, and actually, that's just a really good way of looking at it is, you know, you're on LinkedIn to win clients, but you're you're essentially trying to win clients with a resume and, and it, take that off <laughs> LinkedIn. You wouldn't do that in any other walk of life, would you? You wouldn't try and pitch a client by sending them your resume because they'd message you back and be like, are you, are you applying for a job here? Like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, wrong tool for the wrong job. It's like trying to knock in a, a nail with a screwdriver. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? It's It just doesn't work. Yeah, um, I'm sure we do. Um, but yeah, the, but there's, you know, there's, there's plenty of other things. There's, there's so many different elements of, of your profile that, that, that can really make, I always call it the, the accumulation of marginal gains when it comes to your profile. So it's, it's a case of making these small, um, percentage improvements in lots of different areas of your profile, that then all add up to, to make a big difference in terms of lead generation and conversion. Um, take, take, for example, the, um, the name pronunciation feature um, yes. that was re- that was recently launched by by LinkedIn. So many people have have not activated that feature yet. It can be such a, a powerful way to to get your uh, your elevator pitch across to somebody because yes, you can introduce yourself and say your name because of course the name pronunciation feature was was launched as a means to. Um, for, the, for all these people that have got weird and wonderful names that are difficult to pronounce, you know, in the world, then this was a, a, a way for you to be able to um, get a sense of how to say that person's name if you were ever going to go to a meeting with them um, so that there's no embarrassment. You, you'd be able to, you know, clearly say their name. But um, rather than just say your name, it's seen as you've got a 10-second window of opportunity, say your name, introduce yourself, but also introduce your business. You know, so yeah, so like use it. it. It's a, it's a great marketing tool. Um, I still haven't use. used that. Oh, uh, well, you should. You should. It's, <laughs> I will it's now. Awesome. Yeah, well, it's it, it's awesome as well. For think about tonality. Like mm. so, you know, before you meet somebody, um, if you just see a profile, this you've got no idea what that person sounds like. You don't know whether they come across as, you know, happy, sad, angry, happy, whatever. When you get to when you get to the, hear the tonality of their voice before you meet them, it, it's just that little bit of insight into their world and as, as to what they're going to be like from a personality perspective. Mm, I like that. I do, and actually, it will get rid of the, what are the number one questions I'm asked as a, every time I'm a guest or appearing on podcast, TV, or radio. It's always, "How do you pronounce your surname?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. Like constantly, it's like I get honestly. I've had every version of that name. I think I told you this story before, but when I was many years ago, I'm showing my age here. I was working in the sales office, and we had a shared office voicemail. Yeah. Um, so what would happen is you'd come in on a Monday morning, and they play the voicemail out loud, and um, Everyone would write down the message that was relevant for them. Anyway, I ended up developing a nickname I didn't want because of some guy that never even became a client, annoyingly. 
Um, so it just kind of stuck with me. This <laughs> voicemail plays out the office and he says, hi, um, I had a message on Friday from Mr. Pucci. Um, <laughs> and every time I went to lunch from now on, some smart ass had put a picture of Pucci the dog from the Simpsons on my screen. <laughs> and it just, I, awesome. I almost left the company to get away from the nickname. I'm going to call um, you that from now on. <laughs> oh, mate, it's so annoying. But uh, I've been called worse. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's it's. I, I think stuff like that's really important. And again, I mean, I think there are people, you know, I, I'm. you and I are quite extrovert, right? So we'd be pretty cool just to say, I'm sorry, how do we pronounce your name, right? But there yeah, are yeah, other yeah. people who would be genuinely put off having a conversation with you because they'd feel embarrassed that they wouldn't know what, how to pronounce your name. And there would be people as well that would then go inwards if they did say that name incorrectly and were and were correct and were corrected. It would make them feel awful. So, so I think this is kind of LinkedIn's solution to that. But what I'm saying is, seeing as LinkedIn gives you a 10 second window of opportunity there, and this is Use what it. I say to well, this is what I say to everybody. Right, I say, whatever LinkedIn gives you, make you know exploit it to its fullest potential so mm. another example of this is the the contact info section for example most people yep. they'll they'll add their website to the contact info section but linkedin gives you three opportunities to add a website so just because you have one website why not take people to three different pages on your website those the three different pages of your website that are going to be of most interest to your ideal to your ideal prospect so, so again, what I'm just kind of, kind of, just trying to show you there is that just because, you know, LinkedIn is giving you um, an opportunity. Sorry, what I'm trying to say here is just because LinkedIn, um, just because you've got one website, doesn't mean to say that you shouldn't make full use of the three, you know, opportunities that you've got available to you. Well, it's, to- it's not likely that on your website you've only got one page, is it? You will have pages for services pages for recommendations and testimonials pages for contact pages for free downloads whatever it is so you're absolutely right and what i liked about that when i was doing that section is you can go down to the other section and it allows you to actually type in what this is so it'll obviously give you website social media blah 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 but if you go down to other you get to type what it is so i've been able to be really clear on there to sort of say here's my website and that just says website and then underneath there's another page of the website that takes people to the starter pack which is where everybody yeah. starts in our business yeah but it says starter pack so like a big sign like pointing to it as if to say this is what this is and that, yeah, and that, yeah. that for me has been i mean I, I again i was definitely one of those people who had my email address and uh and in fact, I didn't even use my proper work email address. I used my spam Gmail address because I, I didn't want people just bombarding me with nonsense. But actually, I've got to be honest, that doesn't really happen. The only people that ever really message me from LinkedIn, I actually want to hear from. <laughs> so mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it is good to have it on there. No, definitely. And and the about section as well with these with these you know, the new, the new features that are on the way from, from LinkedIn soon. Um, most people, um, will be getting this creator mode. In fact, everybody will, will have access to creator mode eventually. Um, and depending on how well received it is and how many people sort of activate it, it could, in fact, I would, I would almost guarantee that everybody's, uh, LinkedIn account at some point will switch to creator mode. Um, and, so the about section, there's going to be less emphasis on the about section. Your about section will will end up moving down your profile and the featured content section is going to move further to the top. 
Right. Um, well, let's let's talk about that, right? Because okay, I, I that for me is an interesting one. So I actually saw a post you did the other day, and it said, um, "Let me know if this works for you to turn creator mode on clicking this link." And I did it on my <laughs> phone, and I did yeah. it, and it worked. However, it just seemed to take me to like a secondary version of my timeline, right? And I'm okay. scrolling down this thing going, I don't know what this is. There's a little cross in the top corner to exit out of it. So I thought maybe I've done it wrong. So I went and did it. But I've got to be honest, I didn't fully understand. And I imagine there's lots of people listening to this that didn't either or still don't. What is creator mode? What's, what's the point? What, what are we trying to do with that? So, okay. So creator mode, it's, it, it isn't activated for everybody right now. It's going to take a little while. I, I would imagine that by the end of this month, I would imagine that everybody will be able to activate creator mode. Even myself at the moment, I've tried it numerous times because I'm dying to kind of get get into it and, and, and it's not activating for me at the moment. But right. ultimately, I think the first thing that LinkedIn is trying to address is the problem that they've always had with hashtags. So hashtags historically on LinkedIn have never really served any purpose. It's almost as if... Um, if you were, if you were, you know, adding hashtags to posts, um, it was almost as if on on the LinkedIn side there was nothing behind them, um, and so they didn't really help with your distribution. What they all they basically did was maybe help categorize your posts. Um, so so now I feel that what's going to happen is in your just below your headline on your LinkedIn post, you're going to be able to choose. I think it's up to about three different hashtags that will sit really kind of um, really prominently just below your headline. And, and that that in itself is 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 an indication that that link, you know, for, for that to be so high up on your profile right near the top is an indication as to um, the, the emphasis that LinkedIn is placing on those because your your hashtags essentially are going to be visible above your about section and above your featured content section. Wow. Um, r- right up there with the kind of your contact info and your headlines. So, um, so yeah, so I think they're just trying to address this problem with hashtags. They're also trying to ad- address sort of the, the hierarchy of the sections um, of your profile. So as I said before, your about section is going to move further down um, your featured content. I think the about section is actually going to, Fall, um lower down your profile actually than your kind of your your education and um, oh so they're literally shoving it right yeah at the bottom. They're, yeah they're moving it right down yeah interesting um, so but the featured con- content section you're going to find right up at the top because there's so much you can do with that featured content section you know you can you could you could consider adding um you know, a slider, for example, of recommendations, or it could be a link to um, a lead magnet on your, you know, on your website that that is essentially going to collect um, leads that way. Um, so yeah, there's 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 lots of things planned for it. One of the other things that I'm particularly keen to to see is the um, the ability to turn your profile photo into a video. So for anybody that activates this and adds a video to the profile photo um, area of the profile, they're going to see like an orange ring around their their profile photo to indicate that it, that it's actually a video. Um, so yeah, so it's it, it's interesting. They're just trying to they're just trying to take it more. They're try, trying to place real emphasis on on you know the creation side of the the, um, the posting of 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 content um, and really trying to place emphasis on the hashtags for sure i'm glad that they're doing that because the hash the way they've handled hashtags before stinks right so my 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 experience of that has been occasionally and and i mean 
couple of times a month, maybe at most, I will get a notification off LinkedIn to say, congratulations, your post is one of the top posts in hashtag whatever. And then it will give me one of the hashtags I stuck on a post. But what I've realized is I don't know how to access that bit without that them notifying me. So it's not like even I can go and search on that kind of particular. It's like I get a timeline of that hashtag. You know what I mean? And it's, again, yeah. you mentioned about the distribution. It doesn't distribute any further. That's just if my post did particularly well on my own timeline and on those around me, then it got put into that chart. But actually being in that chart did does nothing for you. I suppose the question is, like, uh, you know, and you, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out to, to you now. So how many times do you actually go and search for a hashtag on LinkedIn? I mean, I, I like searching, but very rarely. Once yeah, a month, it's, it's maybe like, at most. I, I don't know anybody really that it, it's very, very rare that I will search for a hashtag. So mm. I don't know. It's It would be interesting to see. I'm just as, you know, I'm just as in the dark as everybody else. I, mm. I can only kind of go from, from sort of um, news updates that I see, uh, you know, about LinkedIn. Um, but I'm very, very keen to kind of activate mine, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what it can do. I, re- I really am. And in fact, before we move on, because this is one I definitely want to mention, because it's one I saw myself the other week, which I thought was quite funny. Um, you know the the actual title. So what do, what do they call it? Like the when you've got your name and then you've got your yeah, so your description. headline. Yeah, your headline. headline. That's the one. Yeah, the yeah. amount of people that get that wrong is unbelievable. Well, it's it, it's it's one of those where most people they will they will what I call it an ego headline where they will just basically detail the job that they do, the position they hold and where they hold that position. Um, and what they fail to realize is that then when they're, um, when they're posting comments on other people's content, that's what people see. They just see their position. Well, how boring is that? No one's bothered about the, the title that you hold. You know, that's, they're only interested in how you can help them solve their problems, right? So this is why that formula, which is I help X achieve Y by doing Z, is far more impactful than just having, you know, CEO at such and such, you know, XYZ business. Um, Yeah, so, um, but again, when crafting your headline, you've just got to be very, very careful about the, the first sort of 75 characters or so, because that's essentially what is seen when you comment on someone's content Agreed. and and essentially comments are content, right? Yes. So every time you comment on someone's content, you're leaving a digital footprint behind. Um, and I, ideally, if you're going to uh, comment with something that's insightful and meaningful on someone's content, then not only is the person who created the content going to see that comment and you know, that's giving them that dopamine hit that they're looking for, right? It's making them feel good because you've kind of interacted with their post. Um, but everybody else in the feed is going to see what you've commented. So yes. if you've said something really meaningful and insightful, they're then going to check out your headline. And if your headline is engaging um, and indicating how you're helping people solve their problems, then the chances are they're going to click into your profile to check you out. And off the back of that, um, hopefully, I mean, I've in the past... I've commented on someone's content before and my content, oh, sorry, my post, should I say, oh, sorry, let me say that again. My comment on someone's on someone's content has actually attracted more likes and comments than the actual post did. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> which, is, which, which is why I say comments are content. So, you know, 
aim to i mean everybody should be doing this right if you if you're if you're looking to up your game on linkedin you should be um making it a daily practice to comment on other people's content and when i say other people i'm talking about your ideal target audience well i'll give you a funny example right because i saw one the other day and it really made me laugh Um, and, it, and it did, it tickled me. And actually I changed ours within a few months ago. So when we, when we got our, our new ranking, so we found that we were literally number one at what we do. Most of the time I'm usually talking about podcasting or media or whatever, if I'm ever commenting, right? Cause that's the stuff I know, right? I don't really talk about anything else cause I don't know it. Um, so ours now, all you see on that first bit is number one podcast publicists for businesses. That's my that's at the top when I comment on stuff. So you're right. That drives traffic towards my next line is exactly who I help and how we do it. So that's yeah. that's how we've sort of had some success doing it that way. But the other day I saw someone and they commented. And I don't remember exactly what it was. So you'll have to forgive me because I'm paraphrasing here. But the, 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 the salient point was the end of it because that was the bit that was funny. right? So it essentially said helping businesses to repurpose their content using virtual ass. <laughs> and I was like, I was like <laughs> yeah 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 and i just remember seeing it thinking that's really funny like <laughs> like i know i'm really childish but is that really the message you want to be putting out to your industry <laughs> yeah exactly that i was i was with a i was working with a guy who um focused on helping people to um create nice branded banners for their linkedin profile and so he changed his headline and you know obviously that if you don't opt for a custom kind of made um uh, banner then you end up with linkedin's gray gray uh, default banner right so um what he was trying to get across in his headline was that that gray banner his kind of mission was to kind of get rid of all the kind of the um all the grey, dull, boring banners, yes, are off of LinkedIn by by providing people with, you know, really nice kind of um, visually appealing banners. And um, so his headline kind of started off with grey, dull, boring, and he was using all these dull, boring words, right? So when he was then commenting on people's content, you could see his name and it was like dull, boring, grey. And I was like, dude, you've got to change that headline because if there's, if there's one thing you most certainly, you know, you most certainly are not, it's dull, boring and grey. So, um, yeah, it just goes to show that you've got to test it, right? It's all about testing these things. So if you're going to craft your headline, um, as soon as you've done it, go and comment on someone's content, go and check it. Uh, and then and you know keep keep kind of tweaking it until you get it right definitely i think that's a really solid piece of advice because i think a lot of people when they set up their profile they set it up and then they almost forget about it don't they and then the whole, yeah. the thought yeah. process from then is how do I generate more leads? How do I message people? But they've, they haven't realized that the landing page, so to speak, is the problem. It, you you yeah, might be yeah. driving traffic there, but if you're driving traffic there and then having a really high bounce rate from your LinkedIn profile because they're getting there and going, oh, wasn't what I thought it was. I mean, yeah, I do yeah, it myself yeah. all the time. I'll see someone's profile. I think that looks interesting. Click on it, go to their profile, click straight back off it again. And it's a less than a five to 10 second action. Well, it's like it's like before before this kind of creator mode um, was you know before we heard about this coming out. There's this huge emphasis on the about section because the about section um, is right at the top of your profile, right? So I even in my headline, I even make reference to it. So I'll say, find out more in my about section with with 
you know, an emoji pointing down towards the about section to try and get people to go there to ch- to find out more about what I do. Absolutely. Um, but that that about section, obviously, the, it's not going to be as prevalent now. But up until recently, what I was kind of coaching um, my clients to do, it, it was to use um, that old marketing tactic called problem agitate solution, because it, it's almost as if the about section has been made for that tactic, because what you'll notice with the about section is it's you, you don't it's not fully visible right you have to click on see more before you can see um the full 2000 characters of the about section um so by using problem agitate solution what you do is you you basically talk to the pain or talk to the problem in your first kind of sentence so on mine it says something like are you struggling to generate sales inquiries on linkedin so that's the problem right that people are are facing on LinkedIn as far as my target audience is concerned. And then what I do is I agitate the problem. Um, I won't go into exactly what I say to agitate that problem, but you need another couple of sentences to to, to really kind of stir that thought up in the the mind of your prospect. And then then you have a call to action that points to the see more link. And it's the see more link where they will discover the solution. So when they click on the see more link, it opens up and you've got the the rest of the you know of the the two thousand characters for you to then kind of explain the solution and how you help people solve their problems. So, well, I, I'll share mine because I use the same formula, dude. I used your formula. Go for um, it. So, my, mine. I'm looking at it on my phone now. So, mine literally says taking you from unknown to unrivaled, ensuring that your market know, like, and trust you. Click see more to learn how. There you go. Um, and so and so. It leverages curiosity. It leverages intrigue. For, if, for anybody that's struggling with that, you know that element of of their of their um, lead generation or whatever it is, the the obvious thing for them to do is to click on that see more link to find out how they can solve that problem. Absolutely. And, yeah, and let's so, be honest, that's the, like a lot of people in business worry about ruling leads out, and we have this conversation on podcasts all the time, right? Is they say, well, what if I go on a podcast and people don't like me? And my answer is always, well, they're not the people you're supposed to be doing business with anyway. Like if somebody's been turned off by what you're saying, they would have been such a headache of a customer. And we've all worked with people that we really wish we hadn't bothered, right? So what you don't want is the customer that's bought your stuff because they didn't really fully understand what you do because they'll be a real headache. What you want is that percentage of people, as you just said, that will see that message and go, that is exactly where I am right now. You know, my customers like me. I mean, in my world, it's my customers like me, the ones I have. I get recommendations and referrals. In fact, most of my business is recommendations and referrals, but nobody's coming to me directly because nobody knows I exist. So if that's where they are, I want them clicking on that bit. I think I think that's part of the problem, though, Phil, is, is that, you, like you just rightly pointed out, you want that about section to resonate with your target audience. But what what normally happens is I'd say 98% of people on LinkedIn, they use the about section and they start with I. I am this, I am that. And, and they just talk about themselves. So it, you shouldn't be talking about yourself at all. You, should, you need to kind of put yourself in your, in your customers or your client's shoes and think, right, what did they want to hear? They don't want to hear about me, you know, blabbing on about myself, you know, for 2,000 characters. They would, I'm sure they'd rather, you know, listen to how you can provide solutions to the problems that they have. Well, it, um, says, it says about, it's called about, not about me. 
Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, yeah. It, it, I think I think it, this goes back to the resume thing again. It's almost like the personal statement at the top of a resume, isn't it? I am this. I am. A, and then, I mean, listen, we've both worked in recruitment for a period of time. So I think we're both sick of seeing that everyone's a team player that's motivated. And, you know, it's all yeah. the same nonsense that everyone puts at the top of a resume. But that's I, I still see people doing that on their LinkedIn profile to this day. I am a hardworking team player. I am a, yeah, and it's yeah. like good for you, but what difference does this make to me in my business? And and the same and the same thing goes for sending messages, right? So if you're gonna if you're gonna send I think you, you alluded to it before where you said that there's so many people out there and they connect and then they pitch their their service or the product or whatever it is. Um, but ultimately, if you went to a networking event, you wouldn't just walk up to somebody in that networking event and start pitching at them. You'd, you, you, it's just not, it's just not what you do, is it? It's just not the done thing. What, what, what makes better sense is for you to connect, build rapport, nurture a bit of a relationship, identify some pain points, and then offer solutions. Um, and just by doing that, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot lot further than you ever will do. Like I said before, you'll just churn leads um, mm. and, and burn bridges if you just kind of connect and pitch. Um, but I mean, I was working with a, a client the other day, right? So what we were doing, we were we were talking about his messaging strategy, and we were going we were going along those lines of sort of connect, build rapport, ident- sorry, identify pain points. Um, and then provide solutions. But in the providing of the solutions part of his strategy, rather than um, just send another text post, um, what he was doing was was he after he'd identified the pain points, he was jumping onto his onto his phone. He was recording himself and sending a video DM yeah. addressing those pain points that the customer had. Clever. And he was and he was getting an eighty percent uh, response rate to that. Right. So. And it, it stands to reason that that's going to be far more effective simply because he's using 100% of the rule of communication. And I don't know whether you've ever heard of a, a guy called Albert Morabian, but he came up with this, the concept of the, the, the rule of communication, which basically states that 7% of communication is made up of our spoken words. And then 38% is made up of our um, tonality. And then a whopping 55% is made up of, of our body language and, and our facial expressions. So when you combine that, that, that rule of communication with the fact that he's solving somebody's pain points, you can then kind of appreciate and understand why he's getting an 80% um, an eighty percent response rate. Absolutely. Um, but people, and you know, and voice notes, that's the other thing, right? Voice notes. I love um, voice notes. They're brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. We've we've spoken about tonality already in the, you know, in, in the name pronunciation feature. Um, but when you respond to people with with voice notes and, and as well, when when if you receive a connection request, get back to them with a voice note or a video DM and 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 check out the kind of responses that you get to them. They're they're just so much better, you know, so much more engaging. People are actually shocked that you've taken the time to get back to them with a with a I think video DMs are going to blow up massively in 2021 I really do because again it's that 100% rule of communication so imagine kind of somebody sending you a connection request and you go check out their profile you find little elements that that are of interest on their profile and you kind of 
you kind of get back to them to say, hey, I noticed that you're um, involved in, I don't know, finance, for example, on, on your profile. And you, and you just get back to them with something kind of insightful and meaningful from their profile that you've seen. It's just so much more engaging. Well, more I usually engaging. make it, but let me, let me share some of the ones that I use that have been working for me because I've been A-B testing this for a while to see which ones work for me. Right? <laughs> okay, go now, for I it. haven't done any video ones yet is my honest answer. So I'm going to start doing that based off the back of this conversation. But I love audio notes, right? So one of the first things I usually do is I'll connect with somebody and I'll say, we've got like 300 shared connections. Many of these people I know personally, like where have you been hiding? How have we not met yet? You know? And then they kind of come back. Like I was thinking the same thing. Like, how do you know this person? And, and you just instantly get into a much more sort of friendly conversation. The other one, and this has actually produced some clients for me, which is why I'm sharing this because it was something that when I originally started doing it, I was just being cheeky. Um, but it, it worked really well. Right. Which, which is, you know, when somebody sends you one of those really long, awful pitches, yeah. right? Like War and Peace style book. Yeah, the Magna me- Carta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I message them and I say, like, in t- I type it and I'll say something like, thanks so much for the message. Can I give you some honest feedback? It's coming from a good place. Tell me to mind my own business, but would you like some feedback? And nine times out of ten, people will say yes like that would be great thank you okay so what do i know about this person right now well looking at their profile i know who they are i know what credibility they've got and i know that their approach stinks so that's why i tell them so i will then do audio notes with feedback and i'll say look looking through your profile you clearly got credibility if they do you've clearly got some value to add right however i'm not even going to read that message dude because as far as i'm concerned and most people on linkedin are concerned that's spam right the people who you're trying to reach don't have time to read that much stuff so actually whilst you have all of this credibility and and value add your approach stinks and is letting you down can can i give you a couple of pointers as to how you could fix that and again i'd say around, around about seven or eight out of the 10 that I'll do that for will have a positive response to it. Some people get really offended. <laughs> like I had a guy the other week who cussed himself as a marketing expert. And he basically, I, I'd gone off to go and do a call at this point. I came back and found he'd sent me about 10 really long messages. Here's my awards. Here's the number of clients I work with. Here's, and it's like, right, dude, I was only trying to help you. But if you're not interested, then fine, don't improve. Yeah, it's, it's. I, th- I think that the, the problem that people have is that, is that when they, when they send you what they think is value, it's they think it's value because they've spent a long time creating it. So, for example, let's say they send you a guide, right? That you know, again, it goes back to this this thing that we we mentioned before, where um, they've not they've not taken the time to get to know you, they've not taken time to dig into your profile and find out a bit about you, or or to build any kind of rapport before they send you this pitch. So they have no idea what might be of interest to you they just send you they just said they just say hey i thought you might be interested in this guide and i'm like why would you think that yeah you don't know anything about me yeah and 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 i totally appreciate that you've taken it like you know it could be an amazing you know it could have loads of bullet points lots of nice tips hints whatever but what if that is of no interest to me right so and that's the thing that they're that they're kind of giving you value i call it value vomit right it's it's value it's, vomit i like that well it's, it's they're just literally being sick all over you, aren't they with 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 something that is of no use to you whatsoever it's, qu- it's quantity over quality again and even we were talking about this even before the years of linkedin right it was the it's the difference between creating a targeted list of the clients that you want to work with and going after them and just mass emailing the world and seeing what falls out right and and for me i think that's where 
I mean, so our service, for example, we we're very selective, as you well know. We're very selective at the people that we work with. So actually, I can't even take that approach on LinkedIn because all I'm going to end up doing is getting a load of people come back saying, yes, I'm interested. And then we're going to end up vetting a lot of those out anyway. So yeah, yeah. it makes more sense for me and my team to have that conversation and get to know you and get to learn about you. And the one thing that, that I did come, I don't want to say unstuck with, but it was definitely a, a consideration until I spoke to someone who just gave me some incredible insight into this. I said, sometimes people really don't like the fact that we're asking them those questions. Like they don't, they, they get really arsy about it. And his words were actually really good, which is then you don't want to work with them anyway, do you? Cause they'd be a pain in the backside. And I was it's like, true. actually it's, it's so such true. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's so don't true. get upset when somebody doesn't want to answer it and gets a bit, bit lippy with you. Just go, thanks mate. Best of luck with it. And off you go and move on to the next person that, that, might be more deserving of your time <laughs> this is it and and i'm just thinking as well about sort of content like when you when people are when you post content right and you get you get likes and you get comments on your content how often do you actually go through do you ever go through those those comments um and check out the people's profiles that have commented I've got better at it now. So yeah, I, okay. I always, if somebody's commented, I always make sure to reply and I usually check out their profile. If I can see something on their profile that resonates, I'm going to drop the connection request. What I won't do is just connect with everybody that comments. Yeah, because this is, I mean, and you don't need to connect with everybody because with, again, with the creator mode, this is another thing that I forgot to mention is with creator mode, it will switch your profile from a connect to a follow. So so Ooh. yeah so so you will no longer um people will no longer be able to connect with you um they'll only be able to follow you so that's another thing that is is quite a big feature but um you mentioned this you actually said this to me and i've kind of carried uh, this with me and I've, I've, I've kind of repeated this many times over now and that's mm. that your vibe attracts your tribe right yes brother so it's so true um that that statement is 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 never more true than when people are commenting on your content. Yes. So I think it's really important that because that's your tribe. Yes. The people the people that are commenting and are liking your content, they're the people that are engaged. They're they're enjoying what you're putting out there, and so for that reason, you should be making a huge effort to engage with them further. So even if it's just to send them a message to say. Hey, I noticed that you commented on my content. Thanks very much. Really appreciate, you know, the, the comment that you left. Really insightful, really engaging. Fantastic. Um, and then then ask them a question. Start a conversation with them because you never know where that might lead. You're so true. I mean, and, and you know, there's that rule of six, isn't there, that people always know six people like them. So the whole vibe attract your tribe thing is, is that if – if they're resonating with you and you're resonating with them, the likelihood is you're also going to resonate with the people that they know. And they're probably going to resonate with the people that you know. And, you know, I always like, I'm a firm believer in that business is a team sport. You have to focus on the bit that you're best at and partner and collaborate with people who are just as good at their bit as you are at yours. And that yeah. way you can all kind of grow forward together. And, you know, not doing that is such a missed opportunity because like you just said, your, your tribe is in your comments. They're right there engaging with you. Yeah. You ignore them. Who knows where that could go? You know, you go, I haven't got time to engage the people commenting on my stuff because I'm busy looking for leads. And it's like, those two things don't go together. <laughs> it, it's so, it's, it's so complimentary when somebody engages on your content. Um, you know, 
people have taken the time to to leave a comment the least you could do is get is get back to them and remember that when they're when they're liking and commenting on your content they're pushing your content out to their network as well um so 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 you're getting more exposure you're getting um you know a, a lot more views on your content um and as a result of that you could be attracting even more people into into your network so it's um yeah it's it's really really important and and, and that kind of leads me on to um you know what if the comments are not quite to your liking because you're always going to get as well you're always going to get people that I don't particularly agree with your insights or, you know, or you even get trolls, right? You get trolls yeah. that are just uh, kind of follow you around and just have got, never got anything nice to say. But I always say, again, whenever somebody comments something ne- really, really negative, if it's a real kind of nasty troll, um, I'll just thank them. I'll just thank them for, for, you know, exposing me to their network. Um, and that's that's the thing, right? What they what they don't realise is that when they're when they're commenting these nasty comments on your content, yes. you know, just don't don't take it to heart. Take it positively. Just think, great, cheers. You've just opened me up to to everybody that you're connected with, um, you know. And mm. so it's it, it's it's about drawing positives out of negatives. Isn't well, it? here's one for you. I actually got on a, one of my posts. I did a I did a post. This is a while ago now, six to eight months ago maybe. I did a post. And someone in the industry who I won't name them, but somebody in my industry basically wrote like a paragraph on why they thought I was wrong. And I considered kind of just because their answer didn't really make much sense. So I considered ripping it to shreds. And I thought, I'm not going to do that because that's not the way forward. But I did respond. And I responded with something along the lines of, listen, bro, fully understand and respect your right to your opinion. For every Netflix, there is a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that, so that comment back got more likes than my original <laughs> post, <laughs> and that's and that's what I, that's kind of what I alluded to before, right? This is the thing, right? This is why I said that comments are content. Um, somebody can't remember who it was now was basically saying that he started a, a debate on uh, LinkedIn because he commented on someone's post, and it, it was something like, I think he said something along the lines of. Um, I like the smell of coffee more than I like the taste of it. And it just kind of blew up and he was getting, he's getting, because people are passionate about the coffee, right? People are really, you know, there's a, a lot of coffee lovers out there. And just because he kind of said, you know, just because he basically said that he liked the smell of it more than he liked the taste of it, he just, the, the comments went crazy. My most successful post to this day, and it actually, believe it or not, it ended up in Forbes and Business Insider as part of an article of somebody using it as an example of how to use LinkedIn well. And the first line of the post was, I'm not even sure this is LinkedIn worthy before all this should be on Facebook people start. And then I started talking. And the post was a few years ago now, the post was me saying, I work really hard to provide for my family. And they come first. And we've just found out that we're adding another little baby girl to my family. And I couldn't be prouder. So I just wanted to share that with everybody and say two things. Number one, thank you for working with me if you are because you're contributing to my family lifestyle. And number two, if you want to work for me, baby stuff's expensive. So come and start <laughs> talking to me. And I shared it. And I shared it with a picture of like um, it was it was uh, paper clips. And one of the, it was like two paper clips, a little little small one, a grown up one. And then it had like one that was meant to be the woman and it had, it was curved outwards with a little baby one inside it. It was this awesome image. I I only found it on Google and it got within the first, 
I think it was within the first 48 hours, it got over 21,000 likes. And it was just like this thing went crazy. And then people, there was a guy called Leonard Kim who was, who's, uh, who's written lots of articles, but he wrote an article about how he thinks people are using LinkedIn wrong. And he used my post and said, this is the kind of stuff I think we want to see on our LinkedIn feeds. And again, then it, like this was about two years later, it blew up again. Like I started yeah, yeah. loads more because people started going looking for the post. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and for me, like genuinely, when I posted it, my thir- my first thought was, I'm not sure. That, I actually said it. I'm not sure this is LinkedIn worthy. Because but at that point, you probably remember, you would post stuff and you would get people in the comments going, this isn't Facebook. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right, yeah, all right. yeah. And, you, and you're always going to get that a bit. You know, they say kind of, they used to say Facebook is, sorry, that, that LinkedIn is Facebook in a suit. But yeah, <laughs> but, but but times have changed. I right? agree you know, completely. You know, when you look at kind of the 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 lockdown life that we've been living for all these these months now, um, no one goes to work in a suit anymore. Anyway, you know, we we you know, I, I know I know people that are you know working in in onesies for goodness sake. So, you know, well, I, why, dude, why, I own a brand what, what, called Billionaires in Boxes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 So so you know, for that for that reason and that reason alone, you know, we I'm sure we can relax LinkedIn a little bit as well. And vulnerability but, but vulnerability, right, is is a is a great way to get um a lot of a lot of eyes on your content. Like I remember I posted I lost my job um uh recently uh, before I started doing what I was doing and and um yeah, I did a post and I remember um, in this post it said, because I was kind of trying to explain that I'd lost my job and that had been a, you know, a, um, a negative kind of situation. But actually starting this business and starting starting to help people with their with their LinkedIn um, exposure has actually uh, has, has been a, a great journey that I've been on. And I was trying to kind of explain in this thing. In fact, the, the statement was a salary is a drug they give you to forget your dreams. And, so and that, and that post just blew up on LinkedIn and it, it didn't it. get the same, it didn't get the same kind of exposure that you got, but it, it, it was like probably one of my best performing posts ever. I love um, it, man. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, listen, you, you, I always love our conversations because you drop golden nuggets a minute, dude. I love it. So for everybody who is listening to this that is currently thinking, I need to rip up my LinkedIn profile and start again, <laughs> how, how do they get in touch with you to make this work, brother? So they can, they can the best way, of course, in where I'm going to be most responsive is, you guessed it, Twitter. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so just just follow me on LinkedIn, yeah. um, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message, and I'll get straight back to you. Um, alternatively, you can reach me um, on craig at influxio.com. Um, they're probably the best two ways of, of reaching me. Well, I'll put both of those links in the show notes below. So I would encourage you. Somebody told me a long time ago uh, when it came to marketing, never expect anybody to do something you haven't asked them to do. So I'm asking you if any of this has resonated with you, if you're not getting the results that you should be getting from LinkedIn, if you've listened to Dino speak and you thought, actually, I'm making loads of those mistakes, my LinkedIn <laughs> profile sucks, as well, and you keep pausing to go and fix your LinkedIn. I implore you, go and click on those links below. Drop him an email. He's an awesome guy. He's not just like this with me. I promise you he's like this 24-7. He's, he's a good guy, and he'll take good care of you.
Cool. Thanks, Phil. You're most welcome, buddy. Thank you so much for being here. To all the listeners, really hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Definitely go and post this on LinkedIn and share and comment. I mean, it's content after all, isn't it? Even if you disagree with us, go and put it on there and tell us why you disagree. There'll be lots of interaction happening there. Plus, we want to speak to your network anyway. So until next time, take care of yourselves, guys, and we'll see you soon. This is Billionaires in Boxes, an award-winning podcast and TV publicist for businesses. 